0: We've been exposing you to church planters and ministries that you ought to be looking at to support and partner with. This time I'm going to ask Stephen Atkinson if he would come forward. Stephen is the Director of Ministry for Christian Witness to Israel. Now if that's confusing to you, a couple of things you ought to know. First of all, Stephen, the accent you hear is Northern Irish. That's very important that you don't get that confused with Scottish. He wanted that made clear. The second thing he wants you to know is that on the board of Christian Witness to Israel. David Strain is his board chairman. Derek Thomas is on the board. This is a ministry that was founded in 1842. The prayer at the first organizational meeting of Christian Witness to Israel was given by Robert Murray McShane. This is a reformed, non-dispensational outreach to to Jews. And so I'm going to ask Stephen if he would tell, first of all, his availability to come to your church and present, and then talk about the strategies for reaching Jews in America and Western Europe. Thank
1: you. You've pretty much given the history, the background. We are uh, non-dispensational. I remember... uh, David Strain uh, invited me to, to tell a little bit with another brother, and he said, "Stephen, tell them what you're not." And of course, that's that's the Scots negativity, isn't it, that he was talking about? You know. <laughs> well, I'm Ulster Scots. My grandfather was from Aberdeen, so I can put on the Scottish accent you really want me to. But then you wouldn't hear what I wouldn't, wouldn't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right now, that's that's awful. I've really developed into the. I'm a traitor to the UK, I think. Three years here and I'm talking like a southern... No, I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> got to get back to, to what we're doing. We're, we're delighted to be here. We're, uh, it's been long overdue, me coming, uh, CWI coming to the US, because 42% of the world's Jewish population live here. Israel is not a land over there. Israel is here. And we're not interested in prophecies, politics... We're interested in the people, Israel, who need the Lord. When you're involved in this ministry, you get some crazy uh, things in the mail. Uh, I just want to show, uh, we, were, we were talking last night about silly fables. Terrorists will nuke New York City. Yes. The prophetic judgment of Tel Aviv. So it goes on. There are silly fables out there that I want smashed. I want the dual covenant theology eradicated from this country. A, a night for Israel that believes in just raising funds, getting them all back to the land so that they'll get slaughtered in Armageddon, that is not a night for Israel. And that is not our mission to Israel, and it never was. Harbinger, the harbinger, a verse from Isaiah. And that means 9-11. Forgive me, and it's not patronizing, but Americans, get over yourselves. I'm sorry. We are surrounded by the crazies when it comes to Jewish mission. We, I'm not taking the arrogant stand that we know it all and we're wonderful. But we need to get back to the Bible with regard to Jewish mission. Um, This seems to be the McShane Conference rather than the Twin Lakes Conference or Fellowship, but um, I have a picture here. You can't really see it from down there, but this is from McShane's Bible, which I handled a couple of years ago in Inverness. And I know we're not allowed reformed relics, but we do have reformed relics. Um, And I felt I was touching history because I turned over to Romans 11, And he had underlined, God is able to graft them in again. That was his burden. And he did pray the opening prayer. And indeed, he's been stimulating folks ever since. Please take that on our duty to Israel. And in a nutshell, it's to bring the gospel to the Jewish people. How do we do it? What is our strategy? I could simply say I want all the dispensationalists to become reformed. (laughs) That would work. (laughs) And then they would get out to the business of real mission. And uh, to be quite honest, on on a serious note, I have had opportunities and will be having, pray for me over these next four Sundays, I'm speaking in a local dispensationalist church. And I've been given opportunity to speak there on sensitive Jewish mission. And ladies from that church are going to Jerusalem. They still love the land. But going to Jerusalem and giving out Bibles and tracts with a pastor I've put them in contact with. And they are doing real mission and coming home from that, pumped up and saying, "We." This is, this is real mission. Giving out Bibles and tracts to, in the red light district of Jerusalem. Giving out Bibles and tracts at 3 a.m. at the Rolling Stones concert last June. They did this because though they're in a dispensationist church, they love Israel. But now they realize how we are supposed to bless Israel. So my burden is to... Get even dispensationalist churches to think about real mission, and also to get my Reformed brethren to remember the larger catechism, question 191. And of course, as David said yesterday, you all know your larger catechism, specifically remembering the Jewish people. And in the Reformed world, we have tended to let the dispensationalists rule when it comes to Israel. I think it's time for us to have a robust theology pertaining to the Jewish people and, and not have it, but reclaim it because it's been there all along. We believe in teaching the church and reaching the Jews. That's what we do in CWI. Uh, I'm teaching all over the U.S. and I'd love to come to your church and just stimulate and nudge and help. We have seminars on how to reach your Jewish neighbor if you are in a Jewish area and you'd need... Some help, we can give it. If you're already doing it, get on with it, my brother. You don't need me. But if you're not doing it and you're in a Jewish area, we can help you with some seminars. One story and then I'm done. Uh, Last fall, I was invited to preach at Brother Rhett Dodson's church in Ohio. And uh, it was a wonderful opportunity. We had organized it months in advance And um, about a month before I was due to go, uh, Rhett called me and he said, Stephen, I just want you to know that we have a Jewish man started attending church. And I I think he likes my preaching. (laughs) Uh, Of course he does, Rhett. And the Jewish man was getting really, really interested. Married to a Christian, they were unbelievers, and he was he's still an unbeliever, but they were unbelievers when they got married. She came to faith, and she was praying for her husband. Now the husband was starting to attend church. He's Jewish, he's secular, and uh, so I came along on that Sunday and preached. I preached on 2 Corinthians 3 and 4. I preached on the glory of the old covenant, the surpassing glory of the new, and, and made some reference to... Um, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And Rhett and I were standing in the foyer after the the service, and the Jewish man came to us and he said, you know, did you guys set me up? (laughs) No, God set you up. And he said, I just want to tell you the story. Last weekend was Yom Kippur, was last fall. Last weekend was Yom Kippur. And in our home... My wife read the prayers for Yom Kippur for the, from the Jewish prayer book. And then she ended, in Jesus' name. <laughs> and he said to Rhett and I, I want you to know that when she said in Jesus' name, the veil was removed. Short, Long story short. That man, we met again, we had a wonderful evening a couple of weeks ago in Ohio, and uh, that man is attending at, um, membership classes and will be baptized at the end of those membership classes in Rhett's church. Brother Rhett, it's been a pleasure to have a minor part uh, in that uh, that work that is ongoing. We want to help churches reach their Jewish neighbor. We are a church based mission. Yes, we are international. Yes, we are non denominational, interdenominational, but we believe in church based mission. And that's why I said at the outset, what's my strategy? Well, th- let's get the dispies to believe in real gospel mission to the Jews. Let's get my reformed brethren to remember and not leave it all in the hands of the dispies. And let's get back to bringing the gospel to the Jewish people. To the Jew first and also to the Greek.
0: Brother JC Cunningham, did you come up here? JC J. is church planting in Port St. Lucie, Florida. For those of you who don't know Port St. Lucie, it's one of the fastest growing areas in the United States. And this will really be important to you. It's home to both Garth Brooks and Vanilla Ice. That's an important thing to know. And so this is one of the hottest communities in the United States. J.C. has just begun church planning there. J.C., could you talk about some of the roadblocks and some of the difficulties of church planning in a coastal beach community in South Florida?
2: Well, the first thing to you know is someone has to suffer for the gospel and be at a beach town and be where it's sunny. And I won't tell you, people from Syracuse, for instance, that I got a sunburn the day before I got here. I won't, I won't mention that. But anyway, we are very thankful to be seeking to spread the kingdom of God in Port St. Lucie. It is a very, it's a really sad story at how many people have embraced the prosperity gospel. The biggest churches in Port St. Lucie preach openly and declare from their websites that they believe, they, we preach the prosperity gospel. They're not ashamed of it. And uh, it was interesting that when we began our evening worship service, which was about a year and a half ago, we were renting from a Prosperity Gospel church. And so it was such a joy to preach the true gospel in such a dark place. But what we did after about a, about a year, training the people to come to the evening worship, we added the morning service. And that was all the more interesting, especially coming right after Stephen's talk, because we're now renting from a Jewish temple. Which makes it all the more surprising is the name of our church is called Christ the King. So the rabbi and the president of the synagogue basically said, you know, just we're so excited you're here that, you know, you're worshiping here and, you know, put up signs and let people know you're here. And I said, not a problem. And uh, so anyway, it is a very, very interesting setting here, but what a joy it is also to bring a philosophy of ministry just devoted to the simple means of grace. We started just like our brother David Strain taught us uh, on yesterday morning. We started in a prayer meeting. We're a daughter church from a church about 30 minutes south of us. So we started in a prayer meeting. We prayed once a week, every week. We then added a Bible study, and then we added worship. And then when we, we, we convinced the people that evening worship is a, a blessing from the Lord and a wonderful way to honor the Lord's Day, and convinced them of the joy of it, we then added the morning service. And what, what's been so sweet is, is that the people who are members of our church have all committed to both morning and evening service. When we first started, not, we, we only started with one person apart from me or from my family. But what's been so sweet is none of these people even heard of evening worship. In fact, I had a lady who I spoke to when I first started, and I was telling her our services are at 4.30 p.m. She said, in the morning? And I said, I said, no, it's in the afternoon or in the evening. And she said, why would you do that? I said, well, we get to worship the Lord. I mean, what better thing to do is there? So anyway, it's a joy to be able to point, to the pe- point people in Port St. Lucie to the Lord Jesus Christ and to worship uh, the triune God through Christ. So anyway, your prayers are very much appreciated. A specific prayer request would be that you could pray that the Lord would provide us with families. Uh, thankfully, the Lord's blessed me with four children but the sad part is is that the two families that we had, one had five kids and the other one had four, they both moved because of work issues. And so anyway, we have no kids other than my kids, and thankfully... You know they play with one another, but our desire is that the Lord would obviously bring many more families. And then the second prayer request would be that the Lord gives us elders. We have a number of new believers. We have a number of people who we had I think six baptisms last year. And the idea is is that many people though they've. Um, You know, either not known Christ or not known the Reformed faith. They need a lot of shepherding. So we need the Lord to raise up elders. So if you could pray that the Lord would provide for that, we would be very thankful. So thanks so much.